conversations about gifts and shopping in some form or another will show up on the show in the next couple of weeks because, I mean, we want to help you out. Whether or not you go out and buy things is, is your call, but if you decide to do that, we'll have lots of suggestions here for you on the show. one 509 4545 is where you can call us at to give us your comments and uh, leave us a message if you want us to play that voicemail on the air give us permission to do that please also feedback at ami.ca that's our email address and on twitter we are at ami audio that's the handle that you can reach us out uh too and now on fridays we like to talk lifestyle and to bring us this great uh selection of conversation materials is grant hardy grant welcome back Hey, uh, Rami and Margaret. I'm I'm so sorry. I forgot to send you guys my extensive uh, holiday <laughs> wish list. I'll get it to you as soon as the segment's Please. done. You know, so you can, yeah, mind? yeah. We can use that as inspiration <laughs> for show content. <laughs> oh, I'm not thinking show content. I'm thinking, you know. Oh, nice oh. Personal. Just got in case we ideas. I'm just kidding. Mm, we'll see. I'm just okay. Well. Uh, maybe on a little, actually, it's not really a lighter note. It's a heavier note. Uh, we've got (laughs) some lifestyle content here. I did find an article from the Edmonton Journal. Uh, the Alberta government, uh, announced changes, uh, yesterday. And they mean that school authorities can only shift grade one through grade 12 classes online if they also maintain an in-person options for parents who want to keep sending their kids to school. The government also stated that students from early childhood programs up until grade 12 can't be denied in-person education due to their personal decision to wear or not wear a mask. The new regulations come into effect immediately, specific educational programming being provided in a hospital or a correctional facility, for example, will be exempt from the in-person learning requirements. Hospitals are also facing a surge of sick kids. The Scholarly Children's Hospital medical director confirmed last week that the Children's Hospital is full, but staff are prepared to create surge spaces. Uh, The Alberta Premier Danielle Smith has said that she doesn't support the return of masking in the classroom. She said in a Thursday statement that parents and students want to be in a normal school environment, but NDP opposition health critic Sarah Hoffman said in a statement that the announcement shows the Premier and Education Minister don't have a clue what's happening in schools. It is totally unrealistic to expect that school districts can staff in-person and online classes simultaneously with no additional resources. They, she said they're also struggling to staff schools already given uh, cuts in the last budget. So, yeah, just uh, thinking about this, and I'm curious, uh, I mean, I don't really expect anybody here to take a sort of a stand uh, masking or no masking. I mean, personally, I I have to say that I think wearing masks in public spaces is a good idea, but I also don't know that I would want to rel- to deny opportunities from kids who do to 
costs, lack of resources, uh, you know, what's being imposed imposed on them by their families, sensory issues, this and that. I'm not sure I would want to deny them access to that in-person learning environment because I do believe that just comparing online to in-person education, there's, there's just no comparison for all those opportunities you lose out on. I think that's I 100%. It, it, <laughs> yeah, no, like, it, and there's really, you know, no matter how many conversations we have about the types of changes that need to happen, the ways that we need to adapt, because uh, times are changing, times have changed now for several years, and therefore, we are experiencing all kinds of new norms, right? But honestly, and I my brother is in university right now, and three out of four years that he's been in university have been virtual. And, you know, he's he's pretty open to, to sharing about, like, the experience just being subpar um, and not exactly feeling like he's gone through the kind of education that he expected to go through with university simply because so much has changed. And it, it does. It uh, compromises your experience. Do you know what? It is crying shame it really is a huge shame just thinking back to my experience you know in a dorm for my first couple years and just kind of learning how to be awkward and less awkward and fit in with a bunch of other like young people who are just learning about the world and comparing that to the maybe two or three online classes that I've taken in, in adult ed and university. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's just no comparison. And I feel just so incredibly bad for this generation that's had to struggle yep. with not having those same experiences that we've gotten to enjoy. Yep. And then I, and we're just the- thinking about that one age group. Like imagine in every stage of schooling, what people have missed out on now for several years. Margaret, you were going to say? I was going to say, yeah, and, and I think too with the university things as as well, um, as well as the on stage, the, uh, the, the preschools and that too. I, I think the other thing is too, is, is that people are saying, but you know, if we do on learning, if we do our, our learning at home, or if I'm teaching my student, or if I'm, if I'm looking after my child, because the child isn't allowed to go to school, we still have to pay the same amount of taxes, or we still have to pay the same amount of tuition, like nothing tuition, changes yeah. there. You know, I guess it depends on which way you look at it, right? Like if you're little kids, like their, their taxes, if you know. Um, and I mean, I, I know the government here kind of justifies it and says, well, no, we're not going to give, you know, money to uh, this. We're going to give money to parents instead so they can find ways to help their children. And even that's not enough. Yeah. So I, I agree with you. I, I think the in-person learning is, is better in so many ways. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. And uh, the Just mask, yeah, that's going to be a problem. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm not expecting anybody to take a stand on air here about masks and then Mm-mm. wait for the happy and angry feedback to pour in here from both <laughs> sides. So don't worry about that. Um, okay, let's see here. I wanted to move on. This was kind of an interesting one. Um, you know, even we're, we're thinking about the World Cup this year, but this applies to, you know, musicians and public speakers and, uh, a ton of professional people sometimes choke under the weight of the uh, the moment, 
that moment where you have to make the big move. You have to deliver your speech, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And the reason being is that normally when you do something like you're playing golf or you're playing a musical instrument, you're just walking down the stairs. Uh, they say you don't really think about sort of at a micro level, every step of the journey, but when you are nervous about something, you start to think in your mind about what other people are going to think of you. You get nervous. You start to think about every step of the way, and that really messes you up. So they say when nerves flare up, we can actually choose to reinterpret our pounding heart and sweaty palms in a way that Mm. enhances our performance. So studies have shown that when people tell themselves they're excited rather than nervous, they perform better. And choking, uh, of course, as I said, doesn't just affect uh, like athletes and musicians. It can rear its ugly head in other high-pressure situations like job interviews or math tests. In those uh, cases, worry takes up space in our working memory, hindering performance. So the idea, again, is to not worry so much about what people are thinking and try and channel your energy into excitement rather than nervousness. You know, it's funny. I love doing karaoke. (laughs) This is one of the things that I love going out to do. And I always get so anxious and nervous before I'm performing. (laughs) And if you think about it, it's ridiculous because in a year, even in a week, a day, it's not going to matter. No one is going to remember. Heck, you could get out, get up there and do a silly performance and then just say, oh, I was just being silly. And that would be completely right? valid. But that, that, that fear, that nervousness is there. So I think next time, I'm going to give this a try. I'm going to say my hands are sweaty, my heart is racing. That's because I'm just so excited to get up there. <laughs> no, it's true. Okay, seriously. Yes, no, not just sold. Uh, I've been practicing it because, okay, and this is the first time I've heard about this because now you can kind of find it. Um, I don't know if you follow, follow the people I follow on social media, you can find it. But the first person I heard describe this phenomenon was Mel Robbins, and I'm a huge fan of her, right? And she does an, a, an amazing job describing exactly what you just talked about, which is just rechanneling that energy because the physical symptoms are already there for nervousness and excitement it's the same thing so you just got to tell yourself because it's now how you feed into it um how you're going to respond to that the the hardest part is though remembering to do it because we're so (laughs) wired right and we've done it for so long we're like oh god i'm so nervous i can't do this and you're you're doing that bad self-talk um and Mm. to get out of that zone and into this excitement zone and believe it right? Like to actually believe that that's where you're feeling is the challenge I've been experiencing. So you do your karaoke thing and let me know how it goes and maybe it'll help the rest of us. <laughs> I go through that when I co-host. I Like, I'm not kidding you. I, okay. I, I, yeah. um, and, I, and I think it's just because it's something that I don't do all the, well, even with my own segments too. I, I just, I get so nervous because I've gone over the stuff and I'm sitting here and I got to say to myself, Weldon, you went through it. 
get on with it. Like, just break it down, just do it and get on with it and you'll be okay. And like, once I start a show or a segment, I'm fine, but it's just getting it going. is is for me, the the obstacle thing. Yeah. And you know what? I've heard of, you know, truly veteran broadcasters who've been in it for, for 50 years or something on Mm -hmm. national radio who say, you know, every day I'm afraid someone's going to find out I'm not good. I'm an imposter and they're going to, yeah. you know, let me go. And it's never happened yet, but I still always get nervous that that's going to yeah. happen. So that's it. That's Talk an interesting one. It. Wow. So many good confessions and, and, today. <laughs> no, yeah. And and just to think that so many of those positions, uh, those jobs that we do, you know, for example, stand-up comedians, um, a lot of their right. energy can be kind of nervous energy or, or comes from a perspective of maybe dealing with some of your own issues through, through performance. So I don't know, maybe a little more comfort, uh, complicated than just redirecting that energy, but I'll try it with karaoke next time and we'll try face after. (laughs) Yeah. Nothing like real life examples, right? So (laughs) keep it, keep it going. How do you get? All right. So yeah. Well, what what about you, Ramya? Were you were you nervous uh, the first? I I actually oh. remember being super nervous the first few times I was on air. First several years, and then every time there's some <laughs> kind of addition, like the first time I co or hosted the show by myself, or the first time that I was lead hosting when Kelly was off. You know, the these kind of things, and it's not just the first time. By the way, it's like the first many times you do it or the first time I was like oh no my screen reader conked out what do I say now (laughs) like that kind of thing oh my god there's definitely but I guess it's different for everybody public speaking is one that you hear a lot of people get nervous about like you mentioned in the article the performances public speaking anything in front of a crowd yeah, I think it's funny going back to the issue about whether other people think of you. I think that's what used to make me nervous when I started at AMI is you'd be doing, you know, uh, you'd be doing some filming and people would come up to you and say, what are you guys doing here? Like, are you are you supposed to be in this location? And can you move oh. your camera equipment a little bit? You know, what's yep. going on here? And people would say, like, oh, don't worry about it. That, like, that's not your job to worry about that. That's you know, the camera operator, you just keep, mm-hmm. you know, talking away. Um, but it's, yeah. it starts to get in your head about, okay, now I'm wondering if I'm being loud and I being annoying. Right. What are people thinking of us here? Absolutely. Grant, thank you so much. Lots to think about here. Thanks. Reflection. Thanks guys. We'll catch you later on cut for time. Sounds great. Grant. Grant Hardy joins us on Fridays with Lifestyle and on Wednesdays with Health. And after the break on Fridays, we check in on our app update. John Beeler is here with that on Kelly and Company.